Hey. Hi. How are oh you? I am good. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. It's so good to see you. Yeah. Um, good to see you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you get these unexpected things sometimes. I was like, really? I'm all like literally walked in the door like right when I was like, all right. Do you, do you, do you mind telling our, our viewers what, what, why, why we're starting a little late? Yes, I um, had to have someone watch me pee this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I had a guest in my bathroom that uh, <laughs> delayed things a bit. Um, yes, all big fan of clean sport. So love that. But it's just so unexpected when they show up and then you just got to wait until I'm like, hope, like, thankfully I had had big coffee, like right before she had gotten there. <laughs> Like, okay. So, so your drug test. We'll get into our conversation a bit, but this just was a was a fun way to start it. So, you basically you have to be on call. So, for doping tests like this, you basically anywhere, wherever you are, whenever someone can show up, and it's right there and then, right? Yeah, basically. So, you have like your whereabouts that you're expected. It's your responsibility, basically, to update your whereabouts whenever you leave town. If you technically if you go to an appointment if you go anywhere you have to update your where whereabouts basically um so we'll fill them out and put like our daily routine typically but um yeah so then you have like an hour window every day so I usually do mine at like 7 a.m that way it's not like sometimes I've had it where I wake up she's like knocking on my door and then it's the first thing so I know I gotta go to the bathroom <laughs> I'm out perfectly <laughs> um but yeah they, they can show up anywhere uh, at any time you're yeah just yeah thank you right <laughs> <laughs> well hey um annie thank you so much for joining us so today annie coons amazing olympic heptathlete and a good friend of the brand you know, we've we've you've been along since the beginning i mean we obviously launched with you and i'm super pumped to talk to you in our, our micropod uh you know which we do bi-weekly and and what we do with these is trying to figure out things that we may not know from our ambassadors friends of the brand amazing athletes and 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 the theme is sort of fitness hacks that you use to get stronger but but maybe before we jumped into you just came back from austria right from yeah, competing? I just back, yeah yeah i just got back from austria a few weeks ago um for that was my first heptathlon since tokyo so it was um, cause I was injured last year for those of, you know, people don't know, I, I was injured last year. I just had to take the season. Um, so that was my first head back. Um, and it went really well. It had its ups and downs like any hip on wood, but, um, overall I, I was really happy with it. I got, I placed six there. Um, good. six seems to be my number. I got six in the Olympics. I got six. I, got <laughs> <laughs> I think one is your number. You're just working there towards. I'm that. working there. Yeah. We're yeah. climbing our way. So it was really, it was a really good meet. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Oh, that's cool. Cool. Hey, so, so when, when did you, so just backing up a little bit, when did you decide that professional sports was, was going to be your thing? Um, Gosh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I think from a very young age, I, I think there was like an interview in high school when I, and I did both soccer. I played college soccer for those who don't know me too. And I was actually a soccer player most of my life and then transitioned to track. But um, I think like there was an interview in high school. I remember they asked me like, what do you want to go to the Olympics in? And I, yeah, I was like, both, I want to do both. So I think from a young age, that was always my dream. It was always my goal, but I think when it started to becoming more of a reality and actual something that I, I thought I could attain, um, probably my last year of college, I was going to continue to do soccer. That was my plan to go professional in soccer. Um, 
And then things kind of the way things played out, I did a red shirt year and I did a full year of track and field. Um, that was the first time I dove full into fully into the just track and field for the first time in my life. And it took off for me. Um, and then when I qualified for the Olympic trials that year, it was really unexpected. I, I placed, um, or going into the Olympic trials, I was like 22nd. Um, and then I had a huge meet. I finished eighth place. Um, and so that really opened my eyes to, okay, like there's something here, like shit, maybe I should have been doing track this whole time fully. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just felt like my ceiling and saw in track and field was a lot higher and I wanted to explore that. And I was, I think I was more in love with the sport at that time too. And so it really became more of a reality then. Um, and I got recruited there to come train at the Olympic training center. So that opportunity to me was like, okay, like we could really see if there's something here. Cool. That's super cool. So uh, I've watched, you know, followed a little bit on, especially on your IG, you know, around, you know, from, from Austria and then before, but, but I'm always curious. So you, you've got seven disciplines, right. That you go through. Do you have like a pre, uh, pre discipline ritual that you go through? Is there something you go through for each of these? Yeah, I actually, um, yeah, I, I definitely have like a system. I read this book a few years back. It's called with winning in mind. And it's, it's a world, it's this world champion and Olympic, um, shooter. And it's all about your mental management system. And, you know, with that sport, they have to, they have to hit the trigger in between their heartbeats. So like, if you're nervous and your anxiety is high, it's really hard. So it was really interesting. Um, so he kind of created this book for athletes, for CEOs, for everyone to kind of create this mental management system. And so that for me, cause I'm just a good like list person, it really works for me. So for each event, you know, I have like, I'm going to visualize, I have my two cues that I, that I think about. Um, and then I take like, a, I really try to get like present with my breathing. Um, so I kind of have like a system in place for each event. And then like usually two max three cues that I'm thinking about to try to execute, um, and yeah, a lot of, a lot of meditation too, just throughout my competing helps me a lot to just kind of ground myself and get present and not get caught up in like the anxieties of the events to come or, or get, or stuck on an event that I'd already passed. And, you know, it's really just being present in, in the moment for each event. Got it. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. So, so we've talked a lot about sports. If you weren't an athlete, what yeah. would you be? What would you do? Um, I'd have my own show on HGTV. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think um, you would. And you may, you may still. I would love that. No, my, um, so my dad is that builds custom homes and my mom is a real estate agent and they flip houses. They just started recently, like the last five years flipping houses. Um, so I've like grown up in, you know, design and architecture and all that. So I just, I love it. Um, I think that I, after, um, track, I would love to like flip houses. I think that would be like the dream or, um, stage like staging or, um, you know, manage properties and design them, make them cute. Like something, I just love design and interior, um, decorating and all that stuff. So probably that maybe would be my Love it. Love it. Love it. That's, that's so good. So, uh, you know back to sports any superstitions mm, I really don't I don't feel like I'm a very like superstitious person I, I never really have and I had like even like so I think soccer players are like so superstitious I had a girl that like would put something in her shin guard every day like every game like weird stuff I really um I'm really not that superstitious and I'm kind of glad because I feel like that 
makes you feel like everything has to be perfect and aligned yeah. for everything to go right. And I really try to be like, go, more go with the flow, like, especially with the heptathlon, like, you know, like if you go into a hep thinking everything's going to be perfect and you're setting yourself up for failure. So you got to be able to just roll with the punches. So I try to, to be more like free flowing in that way. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. Cool. So, so you're an athlete, you're obviously completely in tune with your body. You spend you know, a lot of time training. Um, and then a lot of people watching, you know, are not as, uh, you know, don't have the, uh, neither discipline nor specificity that you have in training. What kind of hacks do you have that can improve your routines? Whether that's, you know, how you work out or your diet or how you recover. Uh, that's kind of what we're trying to get to here. Yeah. I mean, I, I probably the biggest thing that like changed my life that I'm just grateful for, cause I'll just continue to live that way way past track and field is the way I fuel myself and, um, my supplement routine. So like I, my advice to everyone that I know and talk to is to like work with, I like, like hormone specialists or like more of like a holistic approach type, um, like metabolic practitioner or something in that way. Cause I started working with one in, in, in 2019. And I think the thing that not everyone is the same. And she really, Kate, she figures out where my home hormone deficiencies are or hormone imbalances are what I'm deficient in and really puts me on like a supplement protocol that can kind of get me balanced and to optimal performance and just feeling good. Um, so that is like probably the, one of the biggest thing is find a really good clean supplement, um, brand a to work with or to use. And then, work with someone that kind of can set you up to figure out where those imbalances are, where you're deficient in. Cause that made a huge difference for me because everyone is just so different. There's not a one size fits all. Um, and then the way I eat, um, I, people are going to laugh, but like, I joke that steak is my love language, but like it is, <laughs> I started eating, um, that way she kind of helped me get on this protocol with my nutrition too, and how to fuel properly. Um, so I eat like a steak like three, four days a week for breakfast. It's the best. Um, I wow. <laughs> and probably like chicken or salmon. It kind of just depends, but I do like a, a very non-traditional style uh, of protein for breakfast, but, and it sounds crazy, but I'll do that with like, you know, macadamia nuts or berries um, for my carb source and my fats. And when I started eating that way, my energy was like not even comparable. Like I used to get on the track and I would just be so dragging, like so tired. Um, I would just like eat like, you know, eggs or whatever for breakfast. And it just wasn't enough. And the protein, I would be hungry, like real before, before lunch and things like that. So, um, I would really stress like a high protein, high fat, um, to start the day, like really solid protein for breakfast. Um, because I just don't think I think carbs are, it's kind of that, like, let's have like oatmeal or a lot of carbs in the morning. And then you just kind of crash. So yeah, it goes up and down quicker. Yeah. That would be my hack because I've noticed such a difference. And I just got way leaner eating that way. Um, and I feel like I stay satisfied longer. It's just like a better relationship with food too. And, um, I just feel like I'm fueling myself, feel like a well-oiled machine eating that way. So that would definitely be my hack for sure. That's, that's really, really cool. And, and, you know, it's, it's interesting to a couple of things. One is just how the importance of nutrition, which we know, 
it was a long time where people like, well, I want a six pack and start doing sit-ups. And and then you know that it starts in the kitchen. It starts with what you eat. And I think it was just what you're calling up. But the other thing I think is the individuality to me. It's interesting with all the things that are coming up. Some people go, well, I do, you know, intermittent fasting or I do this or that. And then the, the assumption is that it works for everyone. Yeah, I think the key yeah. thing that I take out of this is it's so incredibly individual. And there's more and more theories around really listening to your body. What works for you may not work for someone else, but find what that is, just to your point, to keep your energy levels high and one trick might be eat a steak for breakfast. You know? <laughs> try it. I'm, I'm going to try, try it. it. I'm going to try, try it. Try it and tell me how uh, you feel. Uh, it's absolutely. First, but then like you'll wake up like mouth watering for steak. It's like my favorite. But you're so okay. right. It's really individualized. And I feel like there's not a one size fits all for that either. And like that's what I'm so grateful for. With the I work with Cynthia, Cynthia Montalioni. I think her uh, Instagram is fast over 40 if anyone's interested. But she like reach out to her if you're looking for some help too, because she does that exactly with my supplements. She does it with my nutrition and she figures out like, like for me, I thought like, I can't have carbs. Like it doesn't go. And she's like, no, like your body metabolizes carbs. Great. Like you need your carbs, you need your potatoes, you need, you know, so it's just things that that might work great for me, but not work great for someone else. So it's just yeah. so catered to like what works for you and your body. So that's awesome advice as well. That's great. Love it. Love it. All right. Let's move to Amorpho. We got to talk about Amorpho too. I mean, you've obviously tried all our gear and and you train in it. And uh, I'm just curious. So of our products in our collection, you know, which is your favorite and and why? Um, My favorite is, well, I think I use the weight vest the most probably. And that's, that's probably my favorite. I also love the look of it. Um, uh, But also the leggings, I think for especially what I do with sprinting, with jumping and things like that, I can just throw those on and I know that I'm going to get more out of my jumps and things like that. Um, So that's, those are probably my two go-to products that I love the most out of Amorpho. Great. I love it. Love it. Um, So I'm going to do a handful of rapid fire questions. We we try, what we love about this conversation, which has been amazing is we call them micropods because we want it to be 20 minutes real quick. Cause sometimes, you know, you'll get, you get into a podcast and it's two and a half hours. It might be a little long. So, uh, so that's why I'm going to go into rapid fires and then we'll take some questions from, from, from people watching us. But um, so here we go. Fitness tracker or instinct. Mm, Instinct. Hot dog or hamburger? Hot dog. Hot dog. <laughs> Hip hop or rock? Uh, rock. Or something else? Country. <laughs> <laughs> Mexico or Hawaii? Mexico. Okay. Uh, champagne or vodka? Ugh, neither, but I guess you. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're not training, what would be what would be your drink of choice if you're not training and competing? Um, oh gosh, I'm like I used to. I really used to love drinking. I I really don't anymore. Um, probably tequila. Tequila Annie's a fun time. <laughs> okay, that's good. I love it. All right, so if you could choose one food, I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. You could choose one food to eat for the rest of the life of your life. What would it be? A ribeye. <laughs> okay. With Kerrygold butter. <laughs> okay. Kerrygold butter, ribeye it is. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a favorite podcast? Oh, I like um Dax Shepard's Armchair Expert. I think his is really good. I listen to him a lot. Great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. 
All right, cool. Well, hey, uh, to close it up, we'll, we'll take a few questions here. One of them is, uh, did you always know you wanted to be a heptathlete or did you start with something different? And we kind of answer that, right? Hell no. I didn't know what the heck the heptathlon was. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, I got recruited as a hep because in high school, I did the 300 hurdles. I did the 100 hurdles. I did triple jump, long jump, and I got thrown in the four by two. So they're like, oh, you'd be a great heptathlete. I was like, cool. Sounds great. What's that mean? Um, and then I got thrown into one and I will never forget the death glare I gave my coach after the 800. I was like, what did I sign up for? This was not what I expected. Um, yeah, so I did, I did not know or expect to be a heptathlete. Um, but I'm so grateful that I fell into it because it's such a fun sport. That's awesome. And then yeah, you may actually, we may have, but Amber here from San Jose is asking, what's the hardest event within the heptathlon? Oof. Well, hmm. I would say the hardest event technically um, is the javelin. It is the most technical event. It is so foreign, especially to me. I didn't grow up throwing things. Um, so yeah, I would say the javelin is the most technically difficult. Um, the 800 is the most physically difficult in my eyes, for sure. That's the reason it's at the end. It's the last event because you are not doing anything after an 800. <laughs> That's cool. Awesome. All right. Um, and last question then before, before we wrap up, what's next, what's coming up from, from a competition standpoint. Yeah. So I have USA is in two weeks to qualify for world championships, which are in Budapest this year. So, um, prayers that goes well and yeah. So then, and then honestly we're on the Olympic year, we're already here again. So it's really exciting. I can't believe it's gone by so fast. So um, yeah, so hopefully world championships would be in August and then take like a month, a month off to kind of re reboot. And then we're on the Olympic gear season. So super exciting stuff ahead. Exciting. Super, super excited. Thank you so much for coming on. We really, you know, we root for you. We love well, the fact that you're using a morpho and gravity sportswear to prepare for it. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time. It's always, always love talking to you. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Annie, and good luck with everything you see next. All right. I'm grateful to be a part of Omorpho. Thank you so, so much. You guys are the best. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.